0: I'm Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Thriving on Purpose broadcast. My name is Sebastian Richard, and I'm with my lovely wife. Elizabeth Richard. And tonight, well, tonight is a it's a night. Yeah, I'm, we're going to teach. We are going to teach. If you logged on and, and you've seen that there's a subject, we're definitely going to talk about uh, the four misconceptions about the kingdom of God. But tonight is a celebration night. I mean, we, we've been celebrating for a whole week now um, because my latest book is out and uh that was the wrong one you picked the wrong one this is the I one did? that's oh. the one you're supposed to pick <laughs> <laughs> so my latest book kingdom fundamentals is finally out yeah and it was funny because during the last year I was, well not last year did it take a year
1: close to a year maybe a
0: 9 9 months i mean it was a big yeah. baby it probably took 9 months to get out but <laughs> but i remember liz would would ask me again and again are you done the book why aren't you done the book? What's so complicated about getting the book done? How,
1: how long does it take to do a conclusion? How long does it
0: take to, to conclude a book or to <laughs> write a book? And, and
1: he would tell me, But the Lord keeps on adding stuff he and did. more downloads. I said, Okay. Uh, I And,
0: all and right, sometimes it'll I take thought, Take the
1: time it takes. Sometimes <laughs> I
0: thought I was done, went to bed, and boom, the Lord would show me something. I'd get up in the morning, all excited, would write it down on my uh, notepad. I keep a notepad next to my bed and and sometimes i had a hard time reading it because when you write something at like four in the morning and you're in the dark because i don't put the light on i don't want to wake her but then you write and and you're like going like "Eh, eh." and then in the morning you read it like oh yeah i remember now thank you lord and then you go and write it down you type it and you add it to the book and so that happened quite a few times um Sometimes I would just do some research. and Sometimes I would just remember stuff that I forgot, right, Liz? Uh, so, yeah. so it was a process. There was a lot of downloads. God has been really, really good with this book. Uh, and to be honest, Kingdom Fundamentals, it's the most important book I've ever written so far.
1: Yeah, and you you constantly are learning about the kingdom. So there's always new things to learn. So, you know, its it was, I think the challenge was really, um, to decide what are the fundamentals that are the the most crucial for people to have as a foundation. And, you know, we, we constantly keep on learning. So we're always like, we're going to be writing other kingdom books. Yeah,
0: you're right about that. Because deciding on what the fundamentals were was very hard for me. And that's why I think it's in the introduction or the, the preface. I'm not sure, but I, I mention it. I say, uh, so I'm going to give you the ABCs of the kingdom, but also the DEFs. so in other words like yeah it's the fundamentals but it's deep stuff it's very deep it's it's profound uh scriptural uh understanding uh life-changing i mean i and i'm not saying this to toot my own horn because believe me this is this has god's fingerprint all over um i was holding it this week i was i was perusing through the the pages and I was like, I can't believe I wrote this because it felt like someone else wrote it. I I, like, I like, literally felt like it didn't really come from me. And I believe large parts of that book didn't really come from me in the sense that I'm a good writer, uh, but I'm not that good. And uh, I think that book is, mm-hmm. is above, uh, head, head and shoulders above what I've written so far. And I'm so, I'm very proud of it. I'm very happy about it. Uh, I'm excited, I, I, I can't wait. Um, for the book to do the work that it's supposed to, I really feel in my heart that this this book is, is, um, is going to be, we're we're sending it out there and it's going to touch hearts, change lives, influence believers to, uh, to really come into their own and, and to embrace the kingdom that God prepared for them since the foundation of the world. And, uh, there's, there's nothing more life changing than that. Right.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, uh, I think that's the 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 most important part of all this. And you know, um, obviously, you know, a, a lot of people listen to this broadcast and will say, uh, "Yeah, well, you know, they want people to buy their book." Um, yeah. This this book I is talk
0: about that tonight. This
1: book is really a um, a tool to help the body of Christ to reach another level, because I know that for me personally, uh, before I started learning about uh, Kingdom theology. So, most people think that they know about the kingdom of God. I'm going to talk about those myths later. But uh, for me, as my story personally is that I had a lot of those myths and I thought I did know the kingdom of God pretty well. Uh, I had done, you know, Bible college. And so, you know, I thought I had my doctrine and I knew pretty much where I was going. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I started learning about the kingdom of God, it really took a a whole new level. to my way of thinking about God, my relationship with God changed as well. And, um, you know, we've been learning about the kingdom of God for years now, like th- this this whole diving deep and uh, really digging and researching and digging in the word of God and understanding it in, in a whole different light has been uh, years in, in the making. And so, you know, Sebastian's really done uh, a good job about creating a, a good foundation for anybody who wants to reach that next level with uh with the lord you know maybe you've been walking with the lord for a couple of years and you just don't feel you know that you you have this um relationship where you see him alive in your in your life you know you don't mm-hmm. see him manifesting in your life you don't see um different things that, that happen that you know are god sense or that um, have his fingerprints all over it. And that's what's wonderful about um, the kingdom of God is that once you start activating it in your life, once you start uh, understanding its laws and under, understanding the principles and, and developing that relationship with the Lord and you understand the the fundamentals, you start um, seeing the, the the fingerprints, you start seeing um, what I call, I say that in French, but I'm looking the the winks of God. Like the oftentimes winks. things will happen. I'll say, "Oh, that's God winking."
0: Wink, you wink, not nudge.
1: It's like <laughs> it's very obvious, you know, <laughs> yeah. like only He would do such a thing, or um, you know, different different things that we've seen. And so it's really fun because um, it's really, you know, wonderful to see how the Lord um, is there for us and how He's part of our everyday life. Um, you know, for me. Uh, when I started learning about the kingdom of God, it came at a time in my life where uh, I had left my job. I wasn't uh, I had decided to, to leave that job because I just didn't get my job transfer. And I was just like in a
0: hmm. big
1: transitional yeah, phase yeah, yeah. of what am I going to do with my purpose? And, you know, what is my purpose? Like, you know, it's like I felt like there was more than having um, children. I, I knew that God had called me for more, but I didn't know exactly what that was. And so um, I was, you know, miserable about it. Uh, There was finance issues. You know, I had lost my, like, I didn't have the income because when we transferred to the island, I didn't have that job anymore. And here where we live in Prince Edward Island, there's very, very little opportunities and jobs. So I really felt stuck at at a dead end, you know. And so when we started learning about the kingdom of God, for me, it really gave me hope in my life to really feel like, Wow. Okay. God, you know, the whole sonship uh, identity for me was huge because I started understanding that, you know, I did have a role to play. I did have, there is a partnership. There is something to do um, with the Lord. He, you know, he has designed your purpose, your destiny, and he wants to work alongside with you to get you there. And because he designed you for that, right? And so for me, the, all those revelations were huge because it really gave, gave a whole new definition to my purpose and um, and really got me excited about walking with him. For once I really felt like, you know, I didn't have to do a nine to five job where um I felt stagnant, where I felt like my strengths and my um my my qualities weren't being shown, weren't being shown, weren't being brought out because the Lord had designed me for something completely different. And so that's that's all key, you know, to understand your purpose, your kingdom identity, that building that relationship with the Lord where you're walking hand in hand. Where he cares about your business, he cares about whatever you're doing. And I don't mean to diss, you know, the nine to five job. If you know uh, you're doing, uh, let's say you're a nurse in a hospital or whatever it might be, um, you know, the Lord needs people everywhere, and every sphere of the of you know everybody's lives, so that we can touch others. And but he has a destined purpose and Mm -hmm. he designed you for, for that. And, uh, there's so many wonderful stories, you know, of people that have applied the kingdom principles and have seen God work in their lives and have wonderful stories to, to share about that. So I hope that this really encourages you to join, you know, to, to start that kingdom journey and, uh, you know, figure out for you, like, you know what is your purpose and and read this book to understand the kingdom fundamentals so that you start understanding, you know the whole kingdom of God and what 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 are the laws and everything that it's built upon?
0: yeah, absolutely. you bring you bring us so many good points. Uh, one of the points I wanted to address, and you you kind of touched on that a little bit. Uh, yes, this is not just about uh, us wanting to sell books, but it's about spreading a message that yeah. is life transforming. It is life-changing, that has mm-hmm. changed our lives. And obviously, like, those, those who know us know that we're about adding value. I mean, we've got a hundred and... I think it's a hundred and thirty-five or
1: thirty-six, yeah.
0: At least hour-long podcast episode that we did for free. Mm-hmm. Those are powerful biblical teachings that we've been doing for 3 years now. Yeah. So, uh, if anybody accuses us of trying to be uh, be in it for the money, you you've got, you got the wrong people. people. <laughs> you got the wrong people. got the wrong people cuz we've been adding a lot of free value for a long long time. Yeah. So, uh but this book it's absolutely life-changing and uh, I love the way you 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 bring it up uh, Liz how you explain how it touched your life, the message of the kingdom. And I think that's the that's the other thing I wanted to touch on is all of us, because we're so familiar with the term "kingdom of God," it's in the Gospels, it's all over the place, and you know Shakespeare said, "Familiarity breeds contempt," and there's a kind of contempt for the kingdom of God in evangelical circles in our mm-hmm. in our churches because it's 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 part of the whole message, right? And we think that uh, me myself, I, I was um, I was familiar with the term so much. And I, I just envisioned it as like, yeah, I'm part of the kingdom of God. Yeah. And when I die someday, I'm going to go there. But in the meantime, I'm living in this fallen world and I have to suffer until I can make it there. Yeah. It's, it was kind of like that. So there was a lot of stuff that I just didn't understand. Laws, principles, God's will and purpose for me. Uh, a ton of identity. Uh, i mm-hmm. fully embracing your identity. There's a whole chapter on that in the book so important uh, but but there's so many things that that i touch on is look it's a big book it's 355 pages uh so we're just going to touch a little bit like we're going to do a series that's starting tonight and we're going to spread it on a, yeah. co- a few weeks but we're just going to touch on a few things here and there but we're not we by no means can we go f- uh through all the the content no, of the no book. absolutely not that's but impossible.
1: um Another uh, another thing that's really important is, uh, you know, when we talk about identity and sonship and we talk about that in, in the book, you know, there's a lot of things that you're going to read in this book that you're going to see. Oh, that's why my prayer wasn't answered. Yeah. Or, um, you know, I thought he didn't answer, but, you know, that wasn't the case. Like you're going to understand God in a whole different mm-hmm. light. And um, when he does intervene, when he doesn't intervene, oh, and you're yeah. going to step out of that um, begging mode. You know, a lot of Christians are begging for deliverance or begging for God to help them with their finances yeah. or begging God for all kinds of stuff. Um, it it really it makes you um, understand that you're, you're not um, to be in a begging mode, that he doesn't want you to be in a begging mode, that he wants good things for you. And um abundance and and great and great things. And then, you know, um, for those of you, maybe you saw the the book trailer where Sebastian shares a bit about his story about how he felt. And that's, you know, a lot of Christians feel that way, that they feel um that you know they're stuck, they don't like their lives for whatever reason, they feel like there should be more, they don't feel like they're experiencing God. Um, you know, you look at verses in the Bible that talk about. Uh, prospering or that talk about, um, you know, God wanting the best for us and God, one, God wanting wonderful things and all these b- biblical promises. And you're like, well, why am I not seeing that? Why is Joe across the street that, you know, um, has doesn't know God whatsoever uh, is having so much more abundance and looks so much happier. And I'm a Christian. I don't see God mm-hmm. show up in my life. I don't see things happen. Um, the way others experience it. And I just don't understand what am I doing wrong or does he not care about me or mm-hmm. does he only bless those that are only in ministry or, or pastors or whatever, right? Like you have all these ideas that you concoct in your head. Yeah. And and when you understand the fundamentals, when you understand um, how the Lord, uh, what why he does what he does and and all those rules of engagement and all that, it really helps you to see God in a different light and say, oh, wow, you know, my mindset was really wrong when it came to this issue or that way of thinking about money or whatever. And then you understand that, you know, our father is a good father and he wants the best yes. for us. But you also have to be in the right mindset. You also have to understand who you are
0: you're, in the kingdom of play. God
1: and your role to play yeah. for him to bless you. Like there's a lot of components that uh, come to play where – Um, if you want to get out of deliverance mode, like obviously, you know, occasionally there's going to be that uh, deliverance where you pray and God just shows up for you and it it does a a wonderful miracle. But when you get out of deliverance mode and you understand how to walk in the kingdom
0: and provision and
1: provision and, and, you know, applying the different things, then you see him answer and smile upon you. And it's such a blessing because you really feel like, there's real partnership there, that there's real uh, connection, you know, and that he really does love you like a father and mm-hmm. and really wants you to succeed in what you're trying to accomplish. So it's really a whole different mindset to have a kingdom mindset is completely different. And so I think that you're going to really enjoy this book because you're going to see a lot of things in your life. Uh, even in the past that have happened, you know, that you're going to understand. Gonna it's going to make it's more sense, make sense to you. Yeah. Uh,
0: chapter five is the chapter about uh, God's love. And I put it around the middle of the book because it is central mm-hmm. to understanding the kingdom. So many of our, our, I guess you could call them life failures or faith failures or or not understanding. You know, when you're in this place in your life where you're like, I don't know why God's not showing up. I don't know why I feel abandoned by God. Are there, most of these things come from a misunderstanding of God's love for us. And uh, we we oftentimes accuse God of things that he is yeah. is not at all involved in. In fact, sometimes we, we make big mistakes. We accuse him of stuff that the devil actually came and did against us. Mm. And I, I talk about that in the book as well. But...
1: Yeah, and that's a, a very big point. It's you know? huge. That, that's one of the elements that you're going to be surprised when you our, read our the book. Our
0: perverse thinking. In other words, like the our twisted way of, of interpreting events, mm-hmm. interpreting things that happen to us. That's called perverse thinking.
1: Yeah, and a, a lot of these things, you know, also is through indoctrination yeah. in our church. Yeah, you know, religious like, indoctrination. Like we, um, you know, we experienced the loss of a child. And what we went through when this happened was very difficult. But, you know, what we were told in church, what we were taught um, by religion, uh, what we thought, you know, God's implication in that um, was completely distorted. Er- erroneous, yeah. And when you understand God's love for you and, and how much he loves you, you know that, um, he's not about death. He's not about, um, you know, taking away a child because whatever reason. He's trying to
0: sanctify you. Or you something.
1: know, it's not it's not like that. That's, so, not, how,
0: that's not how it works at all. And, and exactly. I debunk it so well in the book. Yeah. Uh, just the chapter five alone is, mm-hmm. is, is worth the price of the book because so, it gives you, uh, it brings you back into the a right view of God, which right. is the first thing that you need to have in order to start walking in in the kingdom to start understanding what this is all about
1: yeah because if you have any bit of um without you know necessarily knowing it um you know i had moved past that and i had um you know i had gotten into a good mindset about um accepting you know not accepting her death but i always knew that it wasn't something um, how should I say that was normal and I, I did believe that you know the devil was implicated uh in in that death and I w- I don't want to get in all the details of that but um I didn't know all the 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 other reasons that could could come into play and because of that um you know I had this perverse thinking like I did have this um you know I went to church I asked questions to my pastor my pastor you know um tried to give me answers but at the same time always had this um you know we don't understand why god does what he does answer or some others would say something like well you know maybe um you know god thought it was best to take her back to heaven for whatever reason yeah. like they they just tried to find answers when there weren't any answers mm-hmm. you know and um and so if you've lived through anything very difficult you know that you wondered like Why? Why God? You know, why would you allow this? That if you ever asked yourself that question, like this book is really going to help you understand that um, God doesn't allow bad things to happen to you. And he's going to and it's reinforced and it's explained in the book uh, in a very powerful way. And it's really going to help you mend That relationship that you have with God, and like I said, you know, I wasn't angry at God anymore, but I didn't realize that by having this way of thinking that was negative towards the Lord, that I kind of like had this little bit of bitterness there. Uh, Yeah, it it affected my walk. Big bit. Yeah, it uh, it affected for some time
0: for sure, and it's understandable. I mean, yeah,
1: and it affected my walk with God, and I was kind of like distant. You know, I was kind of like not understanding. You know, and and that put a riff in our relationship. So that's why I really encourage you to. I mean,
0: work. it's amazing the, the work that Holy Spirit did. When, when
1: mm. you know, she
0: understood kingdom, it's amazing how her relationship with God just like, yeah. like everything that just mended. came into place and just like it mended so much mm-hmm. uh, because, and the devil loves to use that yeah. uh, against us, uh, perverse thinking towards God and mm. stuff like, you see, he doesn't really care about you because if he did, would he would he allow that or will he mm-hmm. about, allow this? And then you fall into this mode of interpretation of events that is completely uh, perverse and, and crooked and and just wrong thinking, wrong headed. Uh, but this book, make mm-hmm. no mistake about it, this book goes to war against religion. Yeah. Uh I mean, all throughout, it, it was it was inevitable. Because kingdom is the antithesis antithesis, antithesis of religion. Mm-hmm. Uh, kingdom, when you start understanding kingdom, it dismantles your religious thinking. Yep. It, it has no other, it, it, it breaks the shackles of religious thinking mm-hmm. because that's what kingdom does. That's what Jesus came to do. He came to bring the kingdom. And what was he against? Like for this three years of ministry on earth, what did he oppose the most? Religious thinking, the religious leaders, uh, all all the perverse thinking of the time. So this book is so kingdom centric that, and, and it's not like I had a bone, well, I did have a bone to pick with religion, but I didn't make it the purpose <laughs> of the book. I didn't make it the purpose of the book. I, I didn't set out to write like a, an anti-religion book. But if you're going to write about the kingdom of God, it is inevitable. You're going to have to address the ills caused by religion hmm. And and one of the things that's funny that always comes back, Liz always tells me, she says, uh, uh, like, oh, well, don't don't I don't want to I don't want to put my foot in my mouth here. But uh, she's like, well, you're going to talk about kingdom. Don't expect a big turnout of people, because most Christians think they already know what the kingdom is. Yeah. And that's exactly what the teaching is about tonight. Uh, it's a short teaching. It's not. I'm not going to give you full on uh, theological exegesis here, but it's so true. W- the The problem with teaching about the kingdom of God is that most believers think they already know it, so they don't bother, uh, uh, you know, taking the time to listen or to, or buying books about the kingdom or or doing Bible studies no, about the kingdom? Those that
1: click on the, the kingdom podcast are those that are thriving to learn about the kingdom because they realize they don't know enough they, about the kingdom. Either they're <laughs>
0: hungry yeah. to know more about the kingdom or they already know the kingdom and they're like, because when you already know the kingdom, you know that you don't know enough about the kingdom. Yeah, so you want to... Oh, that's good, huh?
1: Yeah. So when, when,
0: you, yeah exactly. when you already know about the kingdom, you know that you don't know enough about the kingdom. Yeah. There you go.
1: And yeah, and and actually, you know, when I when I started understanding more about the kingdom of God and really key elements that were mind blowing, I was like, well, like I stopped and I thought, and I, <laughs> I said, remember. Why is nobody talking about
0: this? That's it. It's same effect here. I like, mean, when I when I heard Miles Monroe was was the one who opened the door, like this, this the yeah. mind, the the. The, the locked doors that were in this minor pop, 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 All the locks broke open with his teachings. Yeah. And I, I had the same reaction. I was like, Where has this been all my life? Like, <laughs> what what whoa? Okay, that's Christianity. That's what I want.
1: Yeah. And then and then went, I
0: shared it with her, and she went like, Where has this been all my life? And I said, Exactly.
1: And, and we both, <laughs> you know, we both started diving into different teachings, different books. I mean, we had many different. Um, kingdom teachers, let's say if, if you want to coin it, uh, different teachers that were te- teaching div- different elements of faith, kingdom laws, uh, identity, authority like there was a lot kingdom of
0: principles. a lot
1: a lot of studying uh, involved. that's why I say it was like a you know quite a few years of, of learning about this but you know we we were so hungry we just assimilated all this knowledge and and then when you read your Bible, um understanding these different principles and fundamentals you your bible like becomes oh, alive. alive like alive. you're like whoa i never saw that wow. verse like that like oh that's what it meant okay like like everything really comes to life in a whole different way that for me i really felt like it actually made sense because you don't you don't realize when you don't understand kingdom like there's some some things you're kind of like yeah okay like you understand like um like a, a, a superficial layer, view. Okay? Just of like it. a kind of a layer of it. And you're like, well, okay, that kind of makes sense. Yeah, okay. I yeah, I'll go with that theory that I'm taught, you know. Yeah. But when you understand uh kingdom in a in a whole new light, then you understand why Jesus says a certain thing a certain way, okay. then I, you understand I, I, why he does a certain action a certain way. Like there's so different things that you're like, wow, you like just see the kingdom. Um you just see you just understand you, you why he more. did. Things a certain way, and, and you
0: also understand. <laughs> sorry, you also understand why. For after his resurrection, for forty days, it says in Acts, I think chapter one, verse three. For the next forty days, he came and and, and spent time with the disciples, teaching them about the kingdom of God. <laughs> it's very specific that passage, and, and in other words, before When Jesus rose again, it was mission accomplished. He was going to go back to the Father. He spent 40 days, his remaining 40 days with them, teaching them about the kingdom. Now, why haven't we ever thought, why is that?
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Why was it such a big deal? Why was he so obsessed? If Jesus was so obsessed, because read your Gospels. I mean, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. It's all over the place. The kingdom of God is like, what shall I compare the kingdom of God to? The kingdom mm-hmm. of God is this, the kingdom of God, ba, 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 ba. kingdom of God, kingdom of heaven in Matthew, uh, similar or used in a similar way. Mm-hmm. But the point is, it was Jesus's obsession. Now, if it was Jesus's obsession, shouldn't it be yours too? Yeah, That's a rhetorical question. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's a question I asked myself. I was like, well, yeah, I suppose yeah. it should be.
1: So let's begin yeah, in the four absolutely. misconceptions because you know I know I had a lot of them and yeah. you did too and yeah, other did. people might have those
0: misconceptions and, and there, and there, as well. It's it's not you're going to see it's not like a, a big thing that you're going to be like wow, but it's it's there and we have to deal with it. Uh, I, I like in Star Wars when Yoda tells Luke because Luke is like amazed at what he's learning becoming a Jedi, right? And Yoda tells him, "You must unlearn." what you have learned well that's kingdom <laughs> for for someone who's never heard about the kingdom of god for someone who 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 sits out after listening to this broadcast and says you know what i want to buy this book well guess what this book is going to make you unlearn what you have learned because yeah. that's kingdom when you when you learn when you really truly learn about the kingdom of god you unlearn a full stuff. Like it's really amazing.
1: Yeah, especially the, the, the stuff that has to do with religion.
0: Yeah, mostly. so here's a quote by Miles Monroe. He said, when man fell from grace, he lost a kingdom, not a religion. He lost dominion over the earth. He did not lose heaven. Those are very important distinctions. Therefore mankind's search is not for a religion or for heaven but for his kingdom. Now that is profound. That is very profound right there. Uh a lot of people think you know when when you're born again one of the biggest disappointments for people who are born again is they get excited about God why because Jesus said the kingdom is within you. So when the kingdom in the form of the Holy Spirit, the government of God comes to live within you, you get excited. And that's natural. That's normal. That's good. And then you join what? A religion, a church. Now, if that church is a regular church and not a kingdom-centric church, you're going to be disappointed. It might take a month. It might take 10 years you're going to end up being disappointed because it cannot, it's not, that's not what mankind's search is for. Mankind's search is for the kingdom of God. Make no mistake about it. Mm
1: -hmm. Uh,
0: So, so much of the, the, what I did when I wrote the book was to explain the ABCs and, and, and Mm -hmm. CDEs of uh, DEFs. I mean, of how the kingdom operates, what the kingdom of God is and how it operates. Actually the book there's two, set, two main sections of the book. The first part is understanding what the kingdom of God is. Mm-hmm. And the other part is you understanding how to operate in the kingdom of God. So those are two very important sections. And there's like hundreds of pages in both sections. So that's what it's all about. Uh, so throughout the book, I make a lot of efforts to explain what it is, what the kingdom of God is, and that's the main thing. Mm -hmm. But tonight, we're going to spend a little time looking at what it is not. Because I think before we begin uh, delving into what it is, we need to understand what it's not. So number Mm -hmm. one, the kingdom of God is not heaven. And, And for a lot of people, that's something that they go like, what? But it's not. And it's quite clear from the gospel that it's not. Uh, I think the best definition that I, I give in the book of the kingdom of God is very short and to the point is the kingdom of God is present wherever God is honored as king. That's one thing. The, the other one is uh, the, the, the kingdom of God is the government of God. It's the government of God made manifest through men in the earth realm. Mm-hmm. So, So it's the government of God. The government of see heaven is the place right where we all want to be someday, but oftentimes mistaken for the kingdom of God, but it's the government of that place that's being extended in the earth realm. Because when God created the earth, He had a very special purpose for the earth and for man on it. See, He wanted to create a physical realm. Heaven is is more like a spiritual realm. Now He wanted to create a physical realm with physical beings that would be his sons, his family, Mm -hmm. who would dominate, in other words, have dominion over that very special realm with animals and birds and fish and all these things. So that was God's plan. Now, Mm -hmm. we know what happened in Eden. Man fell. Uh, The whole realm uh, was messed up after that, and it took a long time for for God to come and repair, because there was a a process. See, a lot of people think, well, when Jesus came, that's when it got fixed. No, it got fixed through a process, and that's another thing I go in in, in deep in one of the chapters. But uh, anyway, that's uh, so so here's what I wrote here. I said that's part of the book, by the way, what I'm reading here. When I'm reading, you can say, okay, I I basically copy-pasted a little part of the book, like Maybe two pages. So the kingdom of God is the government of that place, heaven, extending its influence in the earth realm and within the heart of man. This is expressed whenever and wherever the king's will and authority are revered. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, here's another thing that the kingdom of God is not. Some people think that the kingdom of God is church. They think that that's where the kingdom of God is expressed? That's where it's lived out. That's where it's at. Some people even think that when they go to church on Sunday, they're going to the kingdom of God, and that's a big—that's a big mistake. So those who are believing this, first of all, have a very, very uh, are missing a lot of elements to understand kingdom. That's number one. But number two, they are mostly confusing religion with the kingdom of God. So while there is in a local church that honors God as king there is kingdom influence wherever believers assemble and honor God as king so make no mistake yeah. about it there is kingdom influence there but that's not the kingdom of of God okay so your lo- your local church is not to be mistaken the kingdom of God. I, I mean, I hope my listeners know this already. I mean, this is, this is to me, it was basic, but I still felt I needed to address it because some of my, I knew some of my readers, some people who might've have, have a, a long tradition. See, sometimes we're we in religion from generation to generation to generation. And yeah. s- some people, like they're churchgoers and they just don't, That's that's beyond them yeah. because they've been so taught religion that they have no Idea of anything. Exactly.
1: Well, I was, uh, I went to Bible school in a a Baptist setting. So it was a a Baptist um, school that taught me about the Bible and we did doctrine and all that. And every time we talked about the kingdom of God, it was all always about like Jesus referring to like one day when you come, when you know, one day when you're with me in heaven, right? It was always like that's going to happen, but later so i you know grew up with the the notion that every time i heard the kingdom one of god the kingdom of god was like okay one day when i die and I so go yeah, to for you was
0: the place and for me too for me yeah. too was that like i mistook heaven itself for the kingdom of god i mm-hmm. thought like heaven that's his kingdom that's where everything's going that's all good and dandy i, I didn't get it I, I just didn't get it really so i mm-hmm. thought that heaven was the kingdom of god well number three And this is going to maybe ruffle some feathers, but that's a good thing. (laughs) The kingdom of God is not only spiritual. So here's what I wrote. While it is accessed in the spirit and its manifestation begins in the spirit, it doesn't necessarily stay there. The kingdom's influence can greatly transform the physical world as well. Its power can heal the sick, grow crops, raise the dead, stop the rain, etc. Its influx and power can even fix cars. And I'm talking from experience here. It's happened a couple of times. This woman is the best garage car fixer ever. (laughs) She doesn't even know... She can't even you you pop up the hood. She knows nothing about a car engine I know except what she it. just knows where to put the windshield fluid. But if your car breaks down, man, she can pray up a storm. Like <laughs> I, my car had broken down. It happened a couple times when the, the car just wouldn't start, and it was it, it, it I, I was like, okay, I'm in a pickle here. So I called her. I said, uh, I'm going to call a CAA. They're going to come and help me and all. That. But she would pray. the car and the car started i didn't like he didn't know like i i hung up
1: with him and i just started praying and interceding and um you know i always like to now that i understand about what kingdom is and how god cares about everything you own right it's your so i'll talk about like uh, our kingdom vehicle you know that is needed to do Uh, our kingdom Kingdom ministry
0: it's our kingdom mobile
1: (laughs) yeah so i refer to it like in that way when i'm interceding when i'm praying and uh, he called me back like I don't know five minutes later, not even. And he's like, "Oh my gosh, you won't believe what happened! It's this working. guy showed out of showed up out of nowhere." This this he says they told I, me it was going to take forty five minutes. He just showed up and he just he just
0: opened the hood. He didn't touch anything. He he opened the hood. He says, "I want to see what it does. Start it." I even to this day <laughs> I think the guy was an angel. But so I start the car. vroom. I'm like, what? what? Oh. Then, I, then you look kind of stupid, but that's okay. Cause the car working, you don't, you don't care. Uh, but I said, I don't know what happened. Like it was completely dead. It didn't even make a sound when I turned the key. He says, well, it's making a sound now. I said, praise God. That's awesome. And I called <laughs> her all excited. And another time it was in our driveway and it was, it was our the, winch, the... Uh, our wipers. Yeah. They were frozen. Our frozen. wipers were frozen. And I was like, we had to pray because there was there had been some ice rain. It was really cold. So like the water had went inside and like really jammed this shut with ice. And we, we put our hands on that car.
1: Oh, before that, we were like drying it with uh, we were trying to dry we were it. We to a, dry a, a, it with a dryer, and he had connected it with an extension outside. Anyways, crazy stuff to try to get it to and then we we're just like, you know what? Nothing's this is working. not working. Let's Our just na- pray. Our neighbor and friend even came to help and see what the you know what could be done. And he he you did, know, he was like, "I'm sorry, there's nothing you can do. There's way too much ice on it." And you
0: don't want to leave, like when you're in Canada in wintertime, you don't want to leave the house if your wipers aren't working. that's a death sentence on the road. Yeah, you with can't the slush that. and all the stuff that goes in your window, you're not going to see a thing in like ten minutes. Yeah. So, so we knew better than to leave. But uh, so we had tried everything; nothing worked. We're like, hey, let's. I said yeah, I said we, to Liz, I said, do what you did last time. <laughs> Why don't you uh, do what you yeah, did last I, time? I
1: actually prayed with Caitlin and Caitlin was really into it. And just like, yes, and she's got she's the like, faith
0: of a child. Like yeah. Caitlin was six years old, faith of a child.
1: Yeah, and in we agreement. Were, and so we prayed together and uh and then it just started <laughs> wiping <laughs> <laughs> and, and it just worked.
0: Fantastic.
1: <laughs> no more. I don't know. It just like I guess melted inside. God did something to, to melt it and I even pray, I even prayed for angelic assistance Absolutely. to make that work.
0: Absolutely. And
1: so, yeah, and God answered, and it was it was just wonderful. So that's what I mean. Like, you know, when you understand kingdom, you understand different ways to pray. Also. So you, and you pray with authority, and things just start moving in your life, and you see God. Uh, like I said, like that for me, that's God smiling on us. Yeah, that's and, a and, wink. You know, and and doing wonderful things that's like that, and there's yeah. so many other stories we could tell you, but mm-hmm. we're going to continue our teaching.
0: Well, so that's all. All this to say that the kingdom of God is not only spiritual. And I know a lot of people think that it's only spiritual, but it's not. It it when it when it works through a man, it can manifest in very real physical evidence. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a quote uh, from Pastor, I think, teacher, Pastor Mark Shaw. He said. To insist that the kingdom of God is only spiritual is to promote the status quo. Now, that is a very profound saying right there.
1: Hmm.
0: Think about that. He's basically saying that the church is impotent. (laughs) And he says, to to insist that the kingdom of God is only spiritual is to promote the status quo, that the church remains powerless. See, that power manifests in the physical realm in a very real and tangible way. In many many uh, instances so that's very important yeah. to know that it's it begins in the spirit but it it can manifest in incredible physical manifestations uh, and it's really just a look the in the bible also the the loaves and the fish right
1: yeah it all works together like
0: where did these come from like seriously think about this for a second mm-hmm. it's an amazing miracle it's an amazing miracle they they, they physically manifested people were eating that bread Eating those fish, mm-hmm. nobody went to fish to fish in the river, and yet they manifested. Yeah, boom, physical fish eating. That's powerful.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, and finally, number four, uh, the the fourth uh, misconception about the kingdom of God: the kingdom of God is not words only. It's not words only, and it, see, I use. I, I was I was kind of guilty of that one as well. So I was guilty of the belief that it was in heaven someday when I die, or that the in heaven that that's the kingdom there. It's over there, and I was also guilty of thinking that the kingdom of God or or um, uh, seeking first the kingdom was done only through words. So I'm going to give an example here by reading. That is what I used to believe. So I I, I admit it in the book. <laughs> I used to believe that if I memorized scripture words evangelized a lot, words, and talked to others about Jesus, more words, I was living out the kingdom. While I was doing valuable kingdom work, I wasn't seeking the kingdom first, nor was I necessarily experiencing the kingdom's power in my life. Rightly did Jesus rebuke the Pharisees when he told them, you search the scriptures because you think they give you eternal life. But the scriptures point to me. So back then it was like, we're searching the scriptures. Words. Again, words.
1: Hmm.
0: But Jesus says, I'm the word made flesh. Look at me. I'm right here open your eyes. He was telling them that. So what is the kingdom of God then? What should we be seeking first or doing? Now, Paul, the apostle, gave us a clue in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 20. That's from the New Living Translation, what I'm going to read to you. So 1 Corinthians 4.20, the kingdom of God is not just a lot of talk. It is living by God's power. That is a profound statement. And there's other people who came after Paul who confirmed this in their own theology. The great reformer Martin Luther said it this way. The kingdom of God does not consist in talk, but in power, that is in works and practice. God loves the doers of the word in faith and love and not the mere hearers who like parrots have learned to utter certain expressions with readiness. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Have you seen those people? Maybe you know some. I remember uh, in in church, uh, uh, these people kind of got on my nerves, the worders. (laughs) They they were always, they always had a verse. Man, you're in a conversation, they would slip a verse, slip another verse. they, They kept interrupting you with words, the words. And it's like they wanted to prove they knew their Bibles. We're all about the words. So, another quote here 17th century preacher and writer John Bunyan, who wrote The Pilgrim's Progress, he said, Beware of resting in the word of the kingdom without the spirit and power of the kingdom of that gospel. For the gospel coming in word only saves nobody. For the kingdom of God or the gospel, where it comes to salvation, is not in word, but in power, Right, John Bunyan. Man knew a thing or two about the kingdom of God. And I love what A.W. Tozer said, uh, A.W. Tozer, we, beloved uh, teacher, which I, you know what I find interesting about Tozer? Just a little parenthesis here. He was very conservative. He, he was the, the, the kind of Baptist, more Calvinistic uh, conservative uh, group, but such a powerful teacher full of the Holy Spirit, he's embraced as much as Pentecostals today as he is by more conservative denominations. I love that about Tozer. I think if a man can achieve that when he dies, (laughs) if he can appeal to the whole of Christianity as a man of God, that man is very special. And I think Tozer is one of those. Mm -hmm. So here's what he said. The kingdom of God is not in words. Words are only incidental and can never be fundamental. When evangelicalism ceased to emphasize fundamental meanings and began emphasizing fundamental words and shifted from meaning to words and from power to words, they began to go downhill. Wow. A.W. Tozer. So the kingdom of God is not in words only. It's not just words. It's power, action, duty, doing, going, obeying manifesting miracles because
1: that's what healing yeah that's what non-believers are going to notice in your life is you know not necessarily i mean obviously if you have a a good amount of provision that and you know someone that doesn't have it they'll notice it but they've also also seen other people that you know are not believers have provision so that's not going to impress them that's not that's not what's going to do it for them. It's the the power of God, how God moves in your life. Nice. I know that for us, every time we move um, from a house to another, we move three times.
0: Uh, actually, it's our fourth house.
1: Fourth house now. So, we yeah, we did four houses. And every time God showed up in a miraculous way. Yeah, like we have such amazing kingdom stories yeah. of, you know, how we applied our faith, how God showed up. Uh, You know, some, some had impossible circumstances and God just was there. He was present and did things that any unbeliever would go, what, you know, like, that's crazy. (laughs) So that's what I mean. You know, when you, when you see the Lord uh, work in your life and do wonderful things in your life, it's, it's a, it's a wonderful thing to to really see him manifest his glory and do things that only you can only say God did it right. Yeah. It's not you. It's not your cleverness. It's not the fact that you work hard. It's not anything, but it's really God that shows up.
0: And, and it's when you it happens when you put your faith to the test and you agree with heaven, because see in heaven there is no sickness, there's no poverty, there's no problems in heaven. See, when we pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's what we're asking. Mm-hmm. We're asking the kingdom to come and manifest itself with power in the earth realm. Mm-hmm. So we're asking for no sickness, no poverty, no problems, and just God being here with power and manifesting himself through your life. Right. That's see, when we when we pray the Lord's Prayer, that's another thing that we take for granted, right? We we take for granted. The kingdom of God as a term, as an understanding, as a, we kind of take it for granted because we've seen it so much. Lord's prayer is, it's a shame because it's the same thing, right? I mean, but have you ever taken, really taken the time to read through each word of that prayer and understand what they actually convey in a real and tangible way in your life today not just when Jesus taught it to, to his the disciples. It's a powerful, it's it, this prayer is amazingly powerful. Mm-hmm. But that's a, that's for another but teaching. It, I actually wrote a teaching about that that I never shared on thriving on purpose. I might do that sometime.
1: Yeah, you should. I Absolutely. should, yeah, I should do it. And um, and yeah, and and that's one of the things actually, you know, that I didn't honestly I didn't really pray that prayer. Like I always had my own kind of way of speaking to the Lord and praying my own prayer. And I never really used that kingdom prayer until I understood kingdom. Then I understood the importance of praying it. And so now sometimes I'll um, you know I'll put my own spin on it, but I'll have those key elements. And I'm interceding and I'm using them because I understand their importance. Now I see them in a whole different light.
0: Yes. Amen. Mm -hmm. So, well, folks, I hope this has helped you. I hope that that this teaching on the four misconceptions about the kingdom of God has, has blessed you. And like I said, this book right here, this book right here is going to wage war against religion. And I am so excited about it. (laughs) Like.
1: and and I wanna add this. I really want whoever buys this book, I would really like if you wrote to us at info at thrivingonpurpose.com and just share, you know, the 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 nuggets, the things that you learned, the things that you applied um, that you learned through this book and and powerful stories that when God shows up, we want—we really want to hear how this book impacted your life and how God showed up for you when you when you started applying it.
0: And that's great, but something even better—you know what it is? If the book changes your life, blesses you in an incredible way, and as I know, it can. Okay, trust me. I, I've been walking with the Lord over 30 years, and the stuff that I share in there was life-changing for me, mm-hmm. and I know. That if it's life changing for me, it's going to be life changing for anybody who reads it. So, if the book changes you, if the book is uh, serves as a a paradigm shift or gives you understanding in in certain matters and blesses you, and and you're like, "Wow, what a great book!" You want to do? You want to bless us? Just go on Amazon.com, and you don't need to. You don't need to leave a long review. Just click those stars, five stars, and you say, "Wow, amazing book, recommended." You don't, need to, you don't need to write five paragraphs. See, a lot of people, when I tell them, leave a review, they're like, oh, goodness, leave a review. What am I going <laughs> to write? My name's going to be public. Oh, no, but just it share, needs to be. So I know a guy, I know a guy who actually that. took three weeks to to, to <laughs> write the paragraph perfectly. And I said, man, dude, you didn't have to do that. You could have just said, you know, great book recommended. He's like, really? After all the trouble I went through, now you tell me this? Well, no, but I
1: think, <laughs> I think if you're going to leave a review, just give an honest opinion of what you know what what helped you? What what you know what did you read that really what's your
0: takeaway basically? Like, yeah, what, it gave what you a huge takeaway,
1: you. or you know, maybe you saw something in a completely different light, maybe it unlocked something for you mentally and it helped you propel forward. Just be honest so that other people that are looking into but the
0: reason I'm saying book this there's a reason will understand
1: why it's impactful. But right? there's a
0: reason I'm saying this as an author, okay? It's very simple. Amazon operates on algorithm. If the book has blessed you a ton and you're like, wow, what a fantastic book. The world needs to know about this book. The best way you can do your part is by leaving a review because the more people leave a review, the higher the book shows up when people search kingdom of God God, or Bible book or Christian book. Yeah, because a
1: lot of people...
0: That book's going to go up and be easier to find for people.
1: Yeah, and you know, there's a lot of people that are... Um, seeking to learn about the kingdom of God, a lot of people just got a saved. A lot of people are, you know, just got saved, and they hear about the kingdom of God and they don't know anything about it. So they're researching to try to find uh, information on the kingdom of God. But what happens is, most of the time, you know, books are not shown to the public yeah. unless um, they, you know, put in the whole title plus the name of the it's author. True. Otherwise, you know, it's on page uh, a million, it's and nobody true. finds it. So that's, that's why he's mentioning that because yeah. if, you, if it did bless you and you leave a review, then others will, are going to find that book and exactly. it's going to change their lives as well.
0: Exactly. So that's it?
1: Yep. That's our teaching B- for this B- week. That's our teaching for this week. So I, we I, hope that you enjoyed it and we look forward to hearing your comments. Um, for those of you that are on YouTube, um, leave your comments, your takeaways on what we, yeah. we taught and uh, let us know if you buy the book, how it impacts you. We always check our our comments on YouTube
0: as well. Be blessed. Be blessed and thrive on. See you next week.